Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello loves and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I hope you're ready to feel inspired by this badass, juicy episode where I got to interview Rachel Gibbler. She's a three-time entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and the host to It's Fucking Spiritual Podcast. And she's on a mission to help you remember who you truly are and support you to help you manifest your dream life and business. In today's episode, she goes deep and has so much wisdom to share. She goes over her story, how hitting her darkest, lowest points became a part of her story and how she rose up from it. Her story around being an atheist and embarking on her own spiritual awakening and journey. And how this last year she became aware of no matter how much success or achievements you may have accomplished, how if you're not full and happy with yourself, it may not be enough. And she really breaks it down how she was able to move through this this last year to truly feel that happiness and fulfillment inside. She over, she shares how she overcame doubt and fear during her journey, owning all of who you are, how somatic healing this work has helped her let go of things that no longer served her and who she was becoming. And you guys, so much more. She has so much value and wisdom to share, and I hope you feel the inspiration that I did when interviewing her. Without further ado, let's just dive into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Radiant Life podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Rachel Gibbler on, who is a three-time entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and a podcast host to one of the top spiritual podcasts, which is called It's Fucking Spiritual. And she's all about blending ancient wisdom with this bad bitch energy and really here to help you manifest your dream life and business. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so glad to finally have you on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Tatiana. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I, I, you guys, I persisted. We were just talking about this before. I was like, persistence is key. And I know we say this a lot in my episodes where Evan talks about it, but I was like, I need to have you on. I've been watching her journey of just from your lash lounge to then coaching. Yeah. To then this brand, like you announcing the podcast, it's fucking spiritual. So I'm so excited to have you here, but I would love for you to start with introducing a little bit more of like who you are, what you do, and how did you get here? Because I I was able to witness it, but I want everybody to hear your journey because it's been, it's a cool one. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, first off, I just want to acknowledge you for the listeners. Tatiana was so persistent (laughs) in getting me on her podcast, messaging me, supporting and um, emailing and all the things. And finally, I was like, okay, I need to come on this podcast because (laughs) I respect it. I'm here for it. I love it. So um, that is a lesson in and of itself. You guys go after what you want because Tatiana is a badass when it comes to to that. So thank you um, for just being on the journey and uh, uh, for yeah, for being here and uh, so wild. You've been around since since the Lash Lounge days. So yeah. uh, for those listening and those of you who might not be familiar with me and my story, um, hi, nice to meet you. I uh, my name is Rachel and I am a three time entrepreneur. She said in the intro, and it's been a journey. A journey getting here. Uh, I owned some brick and mortar eyelash extension salons before I embarked on my spiritual path and now what it is that I do. But ultimately, my mission and my vision uh, for the world is showing up so authentically in my truth and as myself that it inspires other people to do the same. And I really ultimately, I help people come back home to who they really are. And so that's in a nutshell my my mission. But I think to answer your question of of the journey of how I got here, so really give you the Cliff Notes version. 
Um, the story really starts when I was 16 years old. Um, I am a, an only child to two incredible parents who have been in love since the age of 13. And oh. from the outside looking in, I had a really picture perfect life. And in many ways it was. And my world came crashing down when I was 16 years old. My father was in a freak accident and passed away within 24 hours. And so my entire life turned upside down. And during that moment, sitting in the hospital room with him, I had a knowing rush through me. It was this like voice. And to this day, I always say, I swear the voice was not my own. And it said, this won't be all for nothing. And it was like, I knew I was going to do something with the story. And then months passed and the anger set in and the realization uh, that he was never coming back. And I lost sight of that voice. And I was sent really on an eight year downward spiral and got into an abusive relationship. I was abusing drugs and alcohol. I was just partying. I was living in Miami, um, which I know you live in Miami. Uh, I was, I was having a just really challenging time for about eight years and uh, was numbing out from, from all of the things that I deeply felt inside. But there was fleeting moments in the chaos mm -hmm. where I would have the voice. So I'd take the pill or I'd take the shot I knew I didn't want to take, or I'd be in a fight with that, that partner. And I would have this voice and it would say, this won't be all for nothing. And I found myself at the age of 23 years old, working in a corporate job that I hated, 80 hours a week in sales for someone else, running my, me into the ground, making $30,000 a year, um, numbing out again on the weekends, blacking out, going to bars, doing drugs, like just completely unconscious to this world. At the time, it's really important to note, like I was atheist. I didn't have any belief outside of myself. I wasn't spiritual. I judged a lot of it. Um, I had no framework, which is also one of the reasons I believe that I, I did go down such a dark path after my father passed, because I just believed that the universe, the God, whatever you believe in, like was out to get me. Mm. And I really didn't have any yeah, any belief beyond myself. And I found myself at the age of 23, feeling like I was running on a hamster wheel, living someone else's life in a life that I didn't want to create. And I was crying to my mom on the phone one day on my lunch break. And I just said, I just wish time would stop so I can think. So I can think and pause and like make something like, I don't even know what's happened. This has been a whirlwind over the past eight years. And what I know now, the universe, your wish is my command. I myself was in my own freak <laughs> accident. I shattered my leg and I was forced to take three months medical leave. And I was pissed, y'all. I was pissed. Yeah, um, I thought like, are you kidding me? Like, did see, this is proof that the universe had to get me. And, you know, my life sucks and all this stuff. And then I had the knowing. And two weeks into my recovery, I heard the voice again. And it said, use this time wisely. And this won't have been all for nothing. I like get emotionally like choked up telling that story because it was, I decided in that moment, this is going to be the story that I tell. When I look back, and this will be the moment like, oh, my gosh, it's like getting to me and, and sharing it now. It's like, this is going to be the moment that I change the rest of my life. And this is going to be the rock bottom that I build the foundation that I create everything else upon. And I knew like I, I knew that this would be the story and that we would be sitting here one day, five years later, me telling you the trajectory of this and that I would say that was the moment that changed my entire life. And it was. And so I dedicated three months in bed to being sober, not taking the pills that they prescribed me. And I laid in bed and I studied entrepreneurs and their mindsets. And, and I really looked for, I didn't know this is what I was doing at the time, but expanders that had been in my same shoes, which is incredibly important for anybody out there 
Look for people who have walked the walk before you in the shoes that you are in now. So I looked for women that had lost parents or had had tragedy as a teenager that ended up coming out of it. And I studied them and I watched YouTubes and podcasts and books. And yeah, I laid in bed and and decided I was going to change my life and ultimately went back, quit my job, um, started a business and really dove headfirst into self-development work, which eventually turned into spirituality. And I had my own spiritual awakening. And from there, it just, everything really took off. And, um, and I saw a gap in the spiritual and self-development communities that we really need to take a lot of these esoteric and, and woo woo concepts and break them down for people and make them real raw and relatable. And delivered in a way that was different than what I saw. And that's how It's Fucking Spiritual was born not quite two years ago, a little over 18 months. And uh, yeah, it it took off and the rest is history. And now we're here. So (laughs) that is the story. That is the Notes version. That is beautiful. I get goosebumps like hearing that because you really turned your pain into purpose, like to a whole new level. When you have, I have like, I was in corporate 1.2. Did you ever have like any doubts or beliefs after that moment where you're like, no, this is the story or was it just a full knowing and you were able to go full force? Oh, I had doubts all the time. I still have doubts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Human condition. Yeah. So right? how do you overcome that? Cause I know a lot of people were like, okay, how do you balance that? So that has been something that I've cultivated over time. Right. Mm-hmm. So the doubt was much louder five years ago when I didn't have the evidence that I could overcome it. Now I have doubtful thoughts because I'm human and it's still the same thing. It's like, I still feel the same feelings, but I have the tools to move through them. And I also have the evidence that I've gotten through it before. So I just work with that part of me Mm -hmm. versus then I allowed that part of me to consume me. And I didn't even realize it was a part. Um, I just identified with it. So if someone's on their journey and they're first starting out and you know, I had, I had doubts all the time. Like the very first time that I ever posted an Instagram photo and I love telling the story, people were like, oh, you seem so confident, da, 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 like all this stuff. No, what I realized was that I had backed, I, I, I put myself in a corner and I backed myself into a corner so much that I was like, I have no choice mm. but to move forward. And I am scared, but the only way out is through. And I don't want to do my life how I've done my life up until this point. And so therefore I'm going to walk the scary path. I'm going to walk the unknown path. I'm going to go through the fire. And I posted my first Instagram photo owning everything. Talk like what you don't own owns you. Mm. So what I realized is like, I had all this darkness. I had all this shame. I had all this, these beliefs about myself. I had no self-worth. I mean, I had been in an abusive relationship for a long time. I had taken so many actions that I was so embarrassed of, um, done really dumb stuff when I was drunk. Like I let all of those things weigh on me of like, I could never teach anybody. I could Mm -hmm. never show up and share my story. So I just was like, you know what? Darkness can't thrive when you bring it to light. Yep. No one has a hold over me that I own within myself. No one can hold anything against me. So I decided I'm going to share all of it. And those were my first posts on Instagram. Was it that I didn't have doubts? I was terrified. I chucked my phone across the room after I made my first <laughs> post and I did it scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as you do that, like, don't expect to come out the gate as your most confident version, walk through the fire and allow yourself to feel the doubt, allow yourself to feel fear. But what's the alternative? You know, stay exactly where you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So weigh your options, pan out a little bit. What if it works out? What if it is great? Okay. What if the worst thing ever happened? I was like, so scared and of, of judgment and all this stuff. And I, all of that happened. And I'm still here. Yeah, so thriving, you, thriving, crushing it. And so <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, you realize how resilient you are when you choose to walk through the fire. So do it and build the muscle and it'll get easier over time. Heck yeah. I love that. I remember seeing like a quote once saying, 
that everyone has fear and doubts. The difference between successful people is that they just, they don't let that dictate anything and they face it head on and they just move through it. And one thing I absolutely love about you and you inspire, you've inspired me is like, you show it all. Like you are real as fuck. And I think that is what we need more of in, in this culture, in this social media game. Um, And even in the spiritual community and personal development community, because I've been there where I'm like, who am I to be a coach? I have to be like proper and all this shit. And I'm like, I can't swear. I used to get judged for swearing, but it's like when you just like own it. And I love how you said like, nothing owns you unless you own it. Yeah. Thank you for that reflection. Yeah. It's, uh, we need more people showing up exactly as they are, mm-hmm. especially in the age that we're in with social media. I think social media gets a lot of hate mm-hmm. for the fakeness of it and the showiness of it. And, you know, everybody shows their best self or whatever, but it also can be a really powerful tool for connection. And it's all about social media is neutral. It's all about how we use it. And I think if we have more people showing up in their truth and like, I'm so honest. I'm like, I've crushed every, so many goals and my vision board and all the stuff like from four years ago that was on my vision board. I created that. I have that now. And the bars kept moving. The bar always kept moving and I'm still a human and I still have bad days and I still have doubts. And it's like just reaching a certain level of success doesn't mean that you outgrow uh, all of those things. And I just think we need to be like much more honest about that, especially in in the coaching industry and in the space. I agree. And like, even just what you shared a few weeks ago, I don't know when you posted just about, you know, uh, self-tanning, you you still own things and you're still showing things that you're working through, even though you have had so much growth and success, like there's always more. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting for those of you that are are like, what about the self-tanning thing? I'll give you a little bit of context. <laughs> I uh, I self-tanned for 20 years of my life every single week. I'm a ginger. I'm a redhead. If you can't see because you're on a podcast, but like I'm a, I'm a redhead and I have very pale skin. And it my mentor, very dearly, dearly close to this man, Garen Jones, I was at his house and we were going into like a ceremony not plant medicine but like a just a a sober ceremony and uh it came up for me and he's like what's with you always spray tanning and I was like no no like we're not (laughs) going why does that matter why does that matter that has nothing to do with my business right now like why is it back and he looked at me and this man can just like pierce through your soul and uh he said anything that has a hold over you is your god and I was like great (laughs) and so you know and and then he proceeds to say for someone whose purpose it is to be seen your entire body is covered up so you you don't even see yourself and I was like oh dagger to the heart and I was like fuck you and you're so right and and so that's what I'll say. So, so to so many people, it's, it's like spray tanning, what? But whatever that is for you, mm-hmm. whatever the thing you're, it's my deepest insecurity. And I don't, I haven't spray tanned in almost three months. Heck yeah, <laughs> like damn, good for you. <laughs> yeah, but it, whatever we have the most charge around mm-hmm. is the thing that owns us. And it's changed my life, even not spray tanning. I don't love it every two seconds. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish I was a little tanner. Like I wish I have, I've had to learn how to be comfortable in the skin I was given. It's not to say spray tanning is inherently wrong. Just like anything else, like eating the cookie isn't inherently wrong. The uh, spending the money on whatever you want to spend it on isn't inherently wrong. Like doing whatever it is you want to do isn't inherently wrong. But if it has a hold over you, or the intention or the energy that is behind it, that is causing the action that has a hold over you. That's what you get to look at. So whatever holds the charge, the greatest charge unlocks the greatest freedom on the other side of it. Mm, and I yeah, I just have a willingness to walk the fire. And I've, I've, I've been walking more of the fire now in my life than I ever have. The more success I've had, the greater the mirror it has been for my 
for for where I'm still not whole yet. Mm. What would you say has been the strongest charge you've overcame or worked through so far? Was it that one or was there something else? That was a really big one Mm -hmm. that I'm still walking through and still learning how to be in Mm -hmm. that space because it's deep. Yeah. It's like, cause then it went to, okay, where is, where in your life are you covering up in every capacity? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say my biggest one, since I've reached the level of success that I've had was realizing that the success I wanted wasn't the ticket. Ooh. And that was really jarring for me. I, I went through like a somewhat of a dark night of the soul. I was just telling the story. I was on a podcast right before this. I was just telling the story and I I love talking about this because anybody out there listening, when you're comparing yourself to Mm -hmm. other people, um, do you have a lot of like, I'm assuming coach coaches listening to this? Yeah. It's a huge blend, honestly, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a huge blend too. It's, it's a wide range on my podcast as well, but anybody like that that compares Mm -hmm. yourself, but specifically if we're talking the coaching industry, something that's really big is like 10 K months, right? Yes. I want to have 10 K months. And it's like this coveted thing. That's like the bar. Right. And I remember a couple of years ago when I was getting into the space and I was like, Oh, that seemed like the most insane amount of money to me ever, which is like hilarious to me now. And also it's a lot of money for like, if we're, you look at, you know, our corporate America and all these things, like we're also really grateful to be skewed in the way that we are because of the amount of opportunity and possibility that exists. And I would look at, remember looking at coaches being like, Oh, make consistent 10k months 15 20 what mm-hmm. like oh my gosh this girl had a $30,000 launch and I, like I just thought that like I will be happy when mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I even was saying those things out loud but subconsciously like that was what it was yeah. it, and we often do that like oh well, when I'm like married and have the partner, like everybody else does, then like, I'll, you know, then I'll feel complete. Like you're not saying that kind of thing, but like, but that's it's the, the attitude, the energy behind about. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, well, when I have the house, Oh, well, when I um, lose weight, I'm making 10 K months, I'll feel like I made it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've made it at all. Like now the bars just moved. Now I'm like, peers with all these people that I've been looking up with for eight years. And I'm like the baby, you know, I'm the, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the little fish now. And it's so funny because it's just the bar has moved. The Mm -hmm. the, uh, people I'm around, it's just elevated and elevated. And it's it's a really cool experience, but nothing feels like how I thought it was going to feel. And I'm super honest about that. And a year ago, I launched my first group program. Like I've been in this game heavily for two years. I've been in entrepreneurship for five and I went all in two years ago. I went to my first retreat two years ago. I was like, I'm going to learn about, I'm going to host my first retreat. Like I was like, yeah, one day I'm going to do this. It's hilarious to me. Like I'm looking at other people who are like 30 K months, like that's wild. And then now a year later, two years later from that retreat, I have a sold out retreat that's happening in a month. I My first launch was a $50,000 launch. My second launch was nearly $70,000 launch. My like my retreat, it, 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 and I don't really talk about the numbers that much, but for like this context, it felt the same. Mm. And then I felt worse because I realized what I thought I wanted wasn't the ticket and I brought myself with me. Hmm. and it's yeah it was a mind fuck and so I've been working through that for the past year of like how do I have a life that feels just as good as it looks and that's my new north star I love that and I've been watching and I've been watching you go through this you did like a uh with uh what do you call it? like a healing detox you you were like mm-hmm. <laughs> watching you juicy and I went through that in the summer and I was like, I do not want to juice like no, but props to you. And I've seen you, you shared and your video just went viral around it. And this is why I love this work because I had a very similar journey where mindset work brings you so far. And then it came with more of like, let's do more of the healing work so that you can feel that happiness and fulfillment now versus when you get X, Y, Z, because that's not going to fulfill you. Yeah, it's not. 
the seeking and the searching, it's great to have Mm -hmm. the things that you want. And when you get to a certain point, when you're, it's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like when your basic needs are met, Mm -hmm. which for many of us listening to this podcast is the case, you have a roof over your head, you have food in your fridge, you have clothes on your back, you have, you know, like you overall are taken care of to survive. Yeah. You have an iPhone in your hand. What happens after that? Like we are so conditioned to compare and to seek and to search and to consume. And it's like, you guys, we have it all wrong. Mm. We have it all wrong because what are we, you're really searching for yourself to come back home to yourself, to be connected to yourself. And so no matter what, I had a friend who became worth $300 million overnight and it nearly broke him. Damn. Because he suddenly didn't know what to do with this identity or with anything. And other people listening to this like, yeah, fucking problem, right? But no, like, really? I've seen this stuff and I'm like, oh. And that's why people lose it all. People, all these things, they can't hold it. That it feels like they go through this huge dark night of the soul because then they realize I hate themselves and they've completely disowned who they truly are for like, they don't even know who they are. So it doesn't matter. Like where you're at right now is so perfect for where you're meant to be. Like cultivated an awareness, slow down, calm down, like be where your feet are. And enjoy the ride that is this fucking video game. Because that's the <laughs> point. And yeah, it's just, I wish people could really see. I got that quick. Like I see people that are like, chase, chase, chase. And I'm like, how do you really feel though? No, you're still chasing. How's your heart? How do you mm-hmm. feel inside? And I'm not to also say the people that have so much success don't feel that. I also know people that have success that feel so fulfilled and have these incredible lives. like my mentor, Garen, like, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm his apprentice this year, because I looked at his life holistically mm-hmm. from the inside. I'm the closest person to that family besides the family itself. And I, and they live a life that feels just as good as it looks. And I was like that, and I can tell you it's the inner work. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I always say like, don't take advice from people who aren't living the life that you desire. And, and same with mentorship and you, you can feel it with his presence. I remember I, he, I like learned who he was um, on a YouTube video with Sky. He, he yeah. like um, did an interview. Yeah. Um, I had a question about that. What would you say? What was your first starting point when you came to that realization to start doing that work around yourself to feel that like happiness and fulfillment with you? Yeah. Like my, the realization when I first realized like, oh, this isn't the ticket. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, fuck, fuck, damn. Like I knew (laughs) I was about to walk a path and I understood I am in the deepest transformation that I've ever been in my life, much deeper than even in the bed for three months with a shattered leg. You can feel it by the way. Like, and I think it's a beautiful because it's, I love witnessing that because I feel like, wow, it's, this is fucking real. This is real. Yeah. Acknowledge you for that because you can really feel it and see it. Thank you. I appreciate that reflection a lot. Um, You know, I I realized I needed to strip away every single thing that was on top of the true essence of what I was creating. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is at the time I was still drinking, I was prescribed pharmaceuticals I was taking Adderall I'm like super like I t- I'll just tell anybody whatever yeah. like it's, I'm just really thank honest. you like, I appreciate I, it yeah I like and you know how many people in this industry like I was addicted to a nicotine vape um which by the way I live in Austin now and I see all these spiritual people that are ice baths, this, that, and all of them are smoking a nicotine vape. I'm like, guys, what on earth is this? So just, that's what I'm saying. Don't, wow. everybody's human. Mm-hmm. Everybody's human. I'm like, I'm outing people. <laughs> not by <laughs> name, but like, it's just so funny and not everybody. I shouldn't use the all or nothing uh, language, but just so many people. It's like, you think it's one way mm-hmm. until you see the inside of it and it's another. And, you know, I built my business 
very connected to what I was doing and very true. And I was walking the walk to the level that I understood that I was, I could walk it. Right. I had created a lot of results in my life. I had manifested a lot in my life and it was true and real. And I also knew that there was a deeper layer. And so I understood. And I also, by the way, when I say I was like, I was on Prozac and uh, I was taking Adderall and stuff. And like, there's nothing wrong with those things. By the way, I want to say that as a caveat for the time and place that you need them. But again, mm-hmm. it comes down to the in- intention and the energy. And I realized I was running on artificial energy that was allowing me to produce and feel a specific way. And I was like, who am I without this stuff? I have been prescribed something since the age of 11. Damn. So for me, I knew I needed to strip it all away. I'd been on birth control for 14 years. So I was like, who am I without all of this? And what what are all of the areas that I am not 100% in integrity and in alignment? And I looked at all those areas and I started stripping them away one by one. And I started detoxing my body and it was challenging. I was tired all the time. I was sleeping all the time. I was up and down. I've had my moments, but I've really walked the walk and and come out on the other side of it. And I've also, and I, I quit the nicotine vape. Like I don't drink anymore. And then I've also had a really beautiful um, shift in the (laughs) sense of elevating the way I speak, the way I show up, my energy. And a lot of the stuff that I used to say, like I used to have a a saying that's like, you could be a hot mess and a hot success. And people loved it. And I'm like, I'm not a hot mess anymore. So I'm right now sharing that I'm walking through the recalibration of the next level of who I am, the intention has always remained the same, which is to make people feel seen, heard, valued, and not alone, and to remain real, raw, and honest. But this is the real of it. I don't drink anymore. I used to say, you can drink tequila and mm-hmm. tap into the divine. I don't really drink, like, at all. Um, I take care of myself. My Everything's grown massively and quickly. and. I'm still learning how to show up as the new version of myself while also still remaining and being the same in, in person in, in the sense of my intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I'm still walking through. So it's been a journey for, for a year. I give you credit. What would you say was like the hardest, I don't want to say thing to give up or thing to let go, whether it was an identity or a part of you or, or alcohol, just something to overcome was the hardest. You know, it's interesting. The giving up of those things was the easy part. Mm. Um, it was challenging up until the decision of it. And I yeah. almost don't even want to say it was the decision. The, the decision chose me. Mm. And I'm very much a person where once I see, I can't unsee, and then I have to walk through the fire. Yeah. I get to, but I also have to. Like, <laughs> it's just like, well, great. You once know, the veil is lifted. Do it because I'm like, okay, like, here we go again. You know, and this is my life, and here we are. Um, but, but no, I, I joke about that, but it's, it's, it's no, an it's honor true, though. to walk. It's an honor of my life to to be the person that gets to walk it and to share it in the way that I do. Yeah. But you know, people always say, Oh, you're giving it up. You're giving it up. That is not what happened for mm-hmm. me. I did so much somatic trauma work mm-hmm. that the desire left my body. Ooh. And it was in an instant. I did not go through withdrawals of the nicotine pen. It left my body and I was complete. And I, I was at a retreat and uh, I had just like screamed for about an hour. I was doing really deep somatic work and my whole body was shaking. I sweat through all my clothes. And uh, I looked at one of the practitioners, the facilitators there. And I said, I don't know what to do with this. Hmm whatever. My mind was blank. That often happens when you're doing somatic healing work. 
um, because the trauma is trapped in the body. I was like, I'm not even thinking like, I don't know. I don't, you know? And she said, why don't you just take a walk and like allow, maybe you don't need to know, just mm-hmm. allow it to unfold. And I walked downstairs, no one was around. And I, I went to my backpack and the first thing I would have done would be like, well, they told us not to vape or do any substances and, and stuff, but like no one's around. So let me hit this really quick. You know, like I would have like totally, and I had that thought and it was an automatic thought. And then I looked at the vape and then I very calmly walked to the trash can again, as if it was not me doing it. And I just threw it out oh. and I've never smoked a vape since. And that was, I don't know six months ago. And so those parts, and you asked what was hard, but I want to actually say like the parts that people think are going to be hard, that like, that was the easy part. It was simple and there wasn't drama around it. The most challenging part has been the identity piece, I think, Mm. because we're always growing and changing. And if you're really, truly like walking the spiritual path the path of of self-development like truly you're constantly evolving and that can be really jarring to the ego of like so who am I now yeah what I used to say doesn't resonate with me anymore and then it's like well am I leaving all of the people behind it's like no maybe they're just coming with me and I care about my community so much like I don't I don't have followers. Like I have a family of people and I love them. Like I cry every time I freaking think about it. And I've been so worried about like, do I leave, am I leaving behind? Mm -hmm. Am I alienating people? Is it not going to be relatable anymore? And I'm like, maybe that's like the relatable part. It's just like, Hey, this is where I'm at now. And here we are. And it's okay. And, And you guys can, come along for the journey and we're all growing together, but it's been a mind fuck for sure. That's something you do beautifully is really cultivate community. And yep. yeah, I got to give you props to that because that takes a true, I don't know, just a, a true authentic human to really cultivate the, the community you have and you, you deserve that, that recognition. Um, and I, and I honored that I've had those same thoughts too. And as we grow and evolve, especially being online. It's like, you don't, you never, with the hearts and the missions that we have, we don't want to leave people behind. And I think it's coming to terms where it doesn't mean that it just can inspire them to rise up too. Cause they're, they're on their own paths too, as as they evolve. Um, Yeah. And I, and I think it doesn't give people enough credit. Like I've had to really like realize that too. I'm like, you know, there's an entire world out there and people are going to resonate or people aren't. And And it's the same energy of like, if you're like even new to your self-development path, like the people around you that like knew you from high school or college or whatever. And you're like, Oh my God, am I going to leave these people behind? It's like, well, you know, the people that are meant to come, yeah. come with you. Like this is the essence of growth and all, all we're meant to do, I believe is walk the, the path of our truth. And, and for me, at least be an example of what that looks like in a really messy way. Like, <laughs> Just That's you're, raw, you're human. I yeah. shared that yesterday on a reel. I'm like, we're meant to sometimes grow apart from people and like, don't get attached. Cause sometimes like holding on is doing you more harm and you can love from a distance. Yeah. You, so I, I love somatic work. I know you do breath work as well. What was the first introduction for you to get into more of the somatic work after doing so much mindset? So Yeah. I, I got into nervous system work because I, again, was searching for answers. Mm -hmm. I'm a seeker researcher. Um, I'm a one, three in human design. So I'm (laughs) very down the rabbit hole, um, and always have been And that that doesn't present online really, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I have all of this knowledge is that I'm like nine hours deep in YouTube videos. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I found nervous system regulation and I looked at a lot of different modalities and, and have dove into a lot of, of different modalities and did ketamine therapy and I did EMDR therapy. And ultimately I, I felt called to become certified in breath work. And so in December, I went to a, a somatic breath work um, training with my friend, Stephen Jaggers and 
it, yeah, it opened up a huge, a huge world for me. I think it, it's how I got into it is how I got into anything, which is just walking the path and one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. The, the book, the body keeps the score was really big for me. And, um, and I just started seeking for answers and one thing led to another. And I was like, okay, breath work, here we go. I'm like, let's, let's do this. And then seeing how powerful it's, it's been, you know, I've coached from a mindset lens for many years, which is powerful in and of itself, even just from an awareness standpoint, but you know, I teach manifestation, but I don't teach manifestation in the way that it's typically taught in the sense of like, decide what you want, why you want it detach from the outcome. Like, and how Mm -hmm. manifestation is, is the outcome of a regulated nervous system and doing the the work, the manifestation that you desire, I should say, like actively, yeah. intentionally, we're always manifesting, right? But like actively, intentionally manifesting what the, what you want comes down to like the blending of the mindset and the body, like the mind and the body work. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to find a holistic approach. Like I want to know all of it. I want to know all the different modalities. I don't believe that there's one specific key. Mm-hmm. I believe that all of those are pieces to the puzzle that actually work together to help us create a, a truly fulfilling life. Um, but yeah, I just, I walked the path and it's still continue to. I love that. Yeah. I say like for me, manifestation, it's like when you come back to know who you are and you are being that version, that's when you manifest. It's not doing these tools. It's we're doing it all the time. And when you are whole and healed, you're at such a higher vibration where more manifestations come into fruition into your life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an outward representation of what you feel internally. Mm -hmm. It's an overflow of the life when you, when, when you have a truly fulfilling life filled with things that you really desire, it's because you did the internal work over and over and continue to, it's not something that you do. And then you have, it's like, no, you do. And you be all the time. Mm -hmm. My, my, something my mentor says that I I love is weeds need nothing to grow, but time. So we're constantly needing to pull the weeds and plant something beautiful in its place. You don't tend to the garden that garden's going to get overgrown with weeds because we are up in society against our conditioning of 20, 30 years or however long generational conditioning, right? We're up against um, all of the different things that were bombarded in in society and people around us and different, like there's so much conditioning that's working in the opposite direction. So you have to clean your own house Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. And it's a way of life. It's a way of, of being and moving in the world that ultimately will result in the things that you desire. But when you get them, it's going to actually feel good. Yeah. I love that. There's no destination. It's just a journey. It's like part of life. I mean, the only destination we have is when we die really. Like, so it's like, let's destinations the now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. I love that. That's a good way to put that one. I haven't heard that one like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So mentorship, would you say that's been one of your biggest keys in supporting you throughout your entire journey? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would not be here without my mentors. Yeah. Every single piece has been a piece of the puzzle and a piece in my own involvement. Um, yeah, mentors are everything. It the number one thing to invest in is a perspective shift hmm. over anything else. So people think, oh, you invest in, you know, stocks, or you invest, you gotta invest in your business, or you gotta invest in hiring a VA to help you, or you gotta invest. No, you gotta invest in a perspective shift. If you can only see through the little tiny, you know, uh like in a door, like that little tiny hole, right? You're looking at it and that's that's your perspective and that's what you think you see. I'm trying to help you open the whole door. Like, otherwise you stay, you you can't change what you're not aware of. Yeah. So yeah, the, the mentorship, all of the mentors that I've had have played the perfect role in the exact time that they're meant to. And 
it's been by far the greatest catalyst for, for my life is, is having someone, um, help me who has, has walked the path before me. Yeah. They guide you. They save you from time and mistakes. And my favorite part about mentorship is like, they see you already for, this is probably what you do with your clients, right? Like you see them, you hold a vision and you're like, no, we're going to get you here. Like, and, and they support you and really step it into that potential. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't coach people from where they are. I coach free mm-hmm. people from who they are, mm-hmm. truly who they are, not yeah. who they think they are right now in this moment, <laughs> but the truth of who, who they really get to be. And, and it's a mirror. It's absolutely a mirror and it's extremely powerful. And I think people underestimate the power of someone holding that up for you consistently over time. I will say, you know, it, it matters who you invest in and when and and how, mm-hmm. um, but everybody does. It, it does serve such such a purpose. Be discerning, and in why you're investing, and do it yeah. for the right reasons. And it, it but it, it's always serving you in some way. I love that. Like trust your gut. It's like saying, don't take advice from someone who isn't living the life that you desire. Same thing when you invest. Yeah, one hundred percent. And don't expect them to to be the ticket. Like also know that like you get to do the work, but it, it is, it's so extremely powerful when you're in alignment with a mentorship, the way that that will skyrocket your life. Yeah. It's done it for me too. You just, that's the definition of like when you quantum leap and you're just a whole new person. Yeah. That's so much fun. I love it. What would you say as we wrap things up? Um, what's something that you wish you could just tell your younger self or something your younger self would have needed to hear from this wiser version of who you are now. Stop trying to skip ahead. Mm. It's all working out for you. When you try to speed up and you want everything now, you're skipping steps and you're slowing yourself down. So instead be where your feet are and do the next best thing and accept where you're at and love where you're at. I spent years of my life trying to skip ahead and like kind of circumvent what I really needed to do and cut corners and do all the things and like, and jump. And I want a quantum leap and jump and jump. And it, that was bred from, you know, comparison and thinking that I wasn't good enough exactly where I, I was. And I was good enough exactly where my feet were right now in this moment. So yeah, like allow yourself to be where you are and stop trying to make it happen fast. Patience is the highest form of leadership. And I am more patient than I've ever been in my life. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. I know so many listening love to hear like resources or people's top favorite books or or things that really made an impact in your life during your spiritual and personal development journey. Do you have any that you'd like to share? Mm, I'm sitting in a sea of books behind the computer right now. <laughs> so many. I think that that really depends on on where the person is in their life. I'm going to give an OG, like the law of attraction. Abraham Hicks has been mm. a North Star for me. Um, the Success Principles by Jack Canfield was the first book that I ever read, ever in self-development. So that will always have a really special place, um, in my heart. I'm trying to think what else. Are you uh, reading anything now? I am actually right now. I'm reading money magic by Deborah price, mm. who Deborah, um, uh, is very close to me. Actually, she is one of the people that she's the OG money coach. She's in oh. her sixties. Um, and, she has done a lot of archetypal work with uh, money specifically. And it's a, I'm working through a lot of it right now with her directly. She's a, a coach of mine, mentor of mine as well. So that has been a very game-changing book for me, um, working with the different archetypes with, with money. I'm, I'm going to, into I some love that. deep corners, but um, <laughs> that is that is the book that I'm actively I usually have a lot of books that are kind of open, but that one I'm like down the rabbit hole. Down in it. I love it. I'm currently finishing up a happy pocket full of money. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's a good one. 
Awesome. So what can we expect from you? Do you have anything you're working on or anything, any plans for the rest of the year? So many, so many plans right now. <laughs> so I've been in a, a foundation building season as I, I moved to Austin and um, the podcast is about to relaunch. So if you're listening to this, come listen to my podcast. It's fucking spiritual. That is what I'm known for. Yes. Um, we have 111 episodes that are out now and we'll be launching um, again here soon in the next month or so. Ooh, okay. Um, so I'm super excited for the relaunch of that and, and what's going to be happening there. It's going to be uh, a really big shift in the podcast. Cool. I'm excited. Um, so definitely come to my space and watch that. I have a, a group program program called Manifestation University. If you want to learn a lot more of these principles and this work and how to apply it to your life actually in a way that's applicable. So understanding the woo, I very much bridged the gap between the woo and the work. Um, I have a course that right now you can buy self-paced um, and it's really, really powerful. It's uh, hours and hours of 25 hours of content um, that you can immediately access. So if you're wanting a foundation, definitely check that out and come hang out with me uh, on Instagram at Rachel Gibbler, which I'm sure you'll link in the show notes. And yes, all of it. Yeah. Me, if you come from this podcast and let me know, um, come say hello. I'd love to have you as a part of the family and my community that Tatiana has been a part of for so long. So thank you. And uh, yeah, lots of big things coming retreats, things like that this year. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. I know. Best of luck on your April one. I know. I wish I could have gone. I'm, I'm busy. I, I love retreats. They're powerful. I just hosted one last weekend with my sister, but Before. yeah, for everyone listening, definitely like, give her a follow, listen to the podcast. She is just had so much wisdom, but so much authenticity. And I am so forever grateful that you know, there's women like you that are just shedding light to the real, the raw and the human and the, and the messiness of this work sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was great. Um, I'm honored and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. If you love this, please take a screenshot, tag us, and we'll see you next week on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.